And now, the latest in the line of plays from William T. Shakespeare. What light through yonder window breaks? Tis the east, and Juliet is the sun. The sun that the Klingon bird of prey we called the Badney Bay. <coughs> Excuse me. Juliet, speak to me, my love. Sorry, I'm listening to Staggering Stories 110. I'll be with you soon. Oh dear. <laughs> Hello, good evening, good day or midday, wherever you are. Welcome to this, the latest line in our Staggering Stories podcast. I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. And I'm Real Keith. We haven't got a gene today, oh, no. which is a good thing really, oh. because I couldn't look at her and say what I have to say. No, she. she it, it, I've heard this oh. and it's quite, yeah. Oh, right. you, will... you can do it, girl. Okay. We were at the um, the flashing in the park. We flashed in the we park. Flashing in the park on Saturday, yeah. and a young fella called Dave, who <laughs> young, <laughs> comes from Jean's neck of the woods, mm-hmm. pointed a few things out to me about her voice, and I have to say, Jean, your tones are like gossamer wings on angels sent from heaven. <laughs> There, I've said it. <laughs> she had to say it a few times in front of the mirror because yes. she visibly choked a couple of times. <laughs> that was for Dave. Anyway, without further ado, being more vociferously in denial than an X-Factor judge in a hotel toilet, it's the news with El Presidente. Torchwood. Woo! Miracle Day finally airing in the UK. Miracle Day. Finally. We finally have a date for when Torchwood's Miracle Day will begin to air on the BBC. Despite initially not mentioning it in the highlights for week 28, it turns out that we will indeed be getting it that week. Specifically on Thursday the 14th of July at 9pm on BBC One and BBC One HD. This means that those of us in the UK will be getting it last of the four major Who territories, with the US screening it on Friday the 8th of July, and Canada (laughs) and Australia seeing it a day later. (laughs) Yes, by the time this podcast goes out, only the UK of those four will still not have seen it. Mm. So don't spoil it. Just to confuse everyone further... Have I slipped into 1920s? I don't know. It, it sounded good. It did, I, didn't I, I, I was impressed. Just to confuse everyone further. Just to confuse everyone further. It transpires that there are two different editions of Miracle Day. One aimed at stars, stars, and the other at the BBC. It isn't clear which version Canada and Australia might get. The UK edit of the first episode is three to four minutes longer than the stars version. But the bastion of spoiling your TV enjoyment, Doctor Who magazine, suggests. The racier scenes might be edited for a BBC audience. You because notice... we can't have any of that kind of thing, can we? <laughs> you notice that, once again, the news is given through a Persil-like prism. Mm. Yeah. yeah it's like he's a sick sod and it's all coming out in writing. Yes. <laughs> oh, that Bastion. Bastion. <laughs> all right. Bastion Spilsbury. <laughs> <laughs> any more news? Daughtward. Again? Mm. The Lost Files radio plays. 
It has been revealed that the three new tortured radio plays have now been officially scheduled for, at publication of this podcast, this coming Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, that's the 11th to the 13th of July 2011, on BBC Radio 4 at 2.15pm. These are set before Children of Earth and feature the now rotting Yanto Jones, <laughs> along with the slum. It's only, sl- only slightly fresher. <laughs> Gwen Cooper and Captain Jack Harkness. Yes, and we can tell who wrote these. Yeah, no, he's right about yeah. the slightly fresher, though. Once mm. you've fallen pregnant, it's never the same again. No, it must Aww. be. Aww. <laughs> yeah, stale. Aww. <laughs> Mothballs everywhere. Mm. That's one thing we are getting that I'm not sure the Americans are. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know if they're getting the radio mm. Oh. Something. Okay. Big finish. Doctor Who license renewed. And now Blake 7 2. Purveyors of expensive audio plays, Big Finish, have announced that its license to produce Doctor Who adventures on audio has been renewed until December 2014. David Richardson, Big Finish's line producer, said, In addition to the Doctor Who main range and Companion Chronicles, there will be a fourth season of The Lost Stories, fourth and fifth seasons of Jago and Lightfoot, and we'll be launching a new, brand new Doctor Who spin-off series too. Plus, there's the fourth Doctor Who adventure starring Tom Baker, Louise Jameson, Mary Tam and John Neeson. It's never felt more exciting. <laughs> just get out more, shouldn't he? But there are there is more excitement to be felt if you like Big Finish, yeah. as they now have the right to make Blake Seven audio plays and books. According to their press release, Yeah, Blake 7 The Liberator Chronicles will be launched in spring 2012 on CD and download, Keith, and will be performed by the original stars of the TV series. Yeah. Each box set uh will contain three discs, each with each disc comprising a separate adventure performed by two of the show's stars, Keith. These will be in two box set releases each year, but they can't get no satisfaction. That was spooky. Mm. How do you make your voice do that wobbly up and downy thing? Called me by name, that's what my reason is. (laughs) I don't think he was talking to you. The Blake 7 original novels will be released in hardback editions, each of approximately 60,000 words. Yeah, there'll be two novels per year. That's ensuring there's a new Blake 7 release every three months. Any more news? No. (laughs) <laughs> I just want to say on that I'm a bit disappointed that they've apparently discontinued the, the reboot series yeah in yeah. favour of this oh, so, so did, left on a cliffhanger too would, would it be running on, on two or, or reboot or that, has that been scrapped entirely it's been scrapped it's B7 Productions who were yeah. doing that yeah. and they've given the licence to uh, well, that, doesn't, that doesn't bode well very well no, cause they, they were quite good and they had a good cast as well once I heard yeah unless yeah. they're thinking of picking it up and they just haven't confirmed everything yet well, so this, this runs it. in with Blake 7 Productions and Sky TV series that just seemed to die a death and that, fall flat. That did die, yeah. yeah. Sky pulled out of that one. Doctor Who News finally then. <laughs> Dylan and Smith to go to San Diego. You know, he gets to read the only <laughs> thing with Karen. Yeah. Yes, I did note that. <laughs> yeah. I did note that. That's my turn, wasn't it? People at San Diego will be welcoming not only members of the Torchwood Miracle Day team, but also Doctors Matt Smith and The Ledge. There's Karen Gillan. The to Ledge. San Diego Con. I learned that from her. She's into planking. You learned that from her? Yeah, she said it on Doctor Who Confidential, Ledge. She called herself a Ledge? No, she... Uh, it was, um... <laughs> Bit of an ego Gandalf. problem there! <laughs> <laughs> on Saturday, 24th of July, 2011.
11, so pretty soon. Joining them will be writer Toby Whithouse and the previously conjoined executive producer <laughs> Beth Wilson. What? Piers Wenger. They're doing very well apart. Yeah. 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 Sometimes, you know, one of, you one separate them and they just fade away. We'll we find out whether Piers Wenger can actually speak now. So he would yeah. just sort of sit in the background. Nodding. And they're doing a panel I entitled think... BBC America's Doctor Who. There is a, sadly no word if there are any rooms left in Karen Gillan's hotel. I wonder if she knows where her towel is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> any addendums there? Anyone going to Comic Con on Saturday will have already seen us because this probably isn't coming out till Sunday, so probably that was not. a waste of time. <laughs> Anyway, for our main topic tonight, we will be discussing story arcs, not just in Doctor Who, but in, well, science fiction in general, their impact on series. I'd like to start with one of my favourite story arcs. Mm. Okay. And it was one of the simpler ones, but sometimes I think they're the best. It was the key to time story Um, arc. Yeah, yeah. The arc itself didn't detract from any of the stories involved. It was easy to follow, and, you know, given how young we were at the time, that was quite important, <laughs> what with it being the 70s and all. Players and all that. Well, and all that, Tank tops, yeah. yes. And I just thought it was it was the first time I'd come across um, the idea of a story arc in a series I liked, and I thought, even today, it's one of the ones that has been done well. Yeah, it worked. It's it certainly worked. better than the more convoluted ones that <laughs> confuse the poor little reviewer from the Daily Mirror <laughs> and make him go to bed wondering what um, oh f- I've forgotten what it is <laughs> oh god what was that term from Doctor Who that he couldn't get ah. Amy's crack no he got that one quite <laughs> <laughs> oh my word I've forgotten it ah, I'm going to remember it at 3 o'clock in the morning it's, it's... She is. Mm, yeah, speaking of reviewers I have a bit of a rant oh mm, yes yeah. <laughs> flicking through the hallowed pages of the Daily Mail the other day I saw a picture of whom I consider to be the two most evil people in the world Karen Gillan and oh. oh no no Louis Walsh and Jackie Stephen we all know Louis Walsh from The X Factor and his pop puppets, who have a shelf life of about five years before they dis- g- disappear down the gurgler. <laughs> he had the temerity uh, to diss one of the, my, one of my favourite groups, Status Quo, oh, by saying they're over the hill <laughs> and far away. And far away. <laughs> and the other person, Jackie Stephen, the poison dwarf from The, the Daily, Daily Mail, who is the um, yeah, sort of soaps uh, reviewer. I probably I did mention this in one of my um, oddities on the websites in oh, yeah, general. Musings, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's one of my musings. By saying she thought that science fiction fans were um, emotionally stunted and socially <laughs> inept. She's probably not far wrong. <laughs> That's the very cool. thing. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I saw the pitch and I just felt like sticking knives in it. Helen? Yeah? Could you lean forward and put a little bit of morphine into his coffee? <laughs> <laughs> Done. Thank you. Anyway, back to story arcs. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll add two minutes to our time. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what the rest of you guys feel, but um, I do think, it's particularly this last season, the story arc pretty much detracted from the whole series itself. It made it impossible yeah. to watch unless you watched every minute from beginning to end. I don't know, they did a pretty good job of every episode reminding you pretty mm. heavily. Yeah, yeah which was part of the problem. If you had to ram it home yeah. that hard, I as think, it were... I think the problem is... Personally, I do like arcs. I do like a running theme mm, going yes. through. Babylon yeah. 5. But, yeah, yeah Babylon yes. 5 and yeah, minute, yeah. Buffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had the year-long arc. I think the problem... I may have mentioned this before, but I think the problem is uh, there is not 
enough room in 13 episodes to allow the arc to breathe. That You're might not... be what it is, because yeah. Babylon mm-hmm. 5 was perfect. Yeah, Babylon right. 5 it was spread out over five it seasons, was, which gave it, was... it more room to grow. Well, yeah. even, even breaking it down to Buffy, they would have yearly arcs, mm, yeah. yearly stories. But that we had 22 episodes. Apart so from you... the first year. Apart from the first year. Which is what, but, I mean, 13. But that wasn't a very big arc. No, true. But you had um, episodes that is arc-heavy, arc yep. episodes that are arc-light, yep. and episodes with no arc in it at mm, all. That's it, yeah, yeah. standalone episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's very much like the X-Files as well. <laughs> I mean, cause, The X-Files is an interesting case, isn't it? Mm. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, it did well, gradually sort of vanish up its own behind, like the uh, fabled uh, Uslan bird. Yeah. But, I mean, when the story arc, you know, sort of uh, involving, um, what's, say, what's it, the, uh, the black oil... The, yeah. the black oil, the super soldiers, the super soldiers, um, the greys, the abduction, the, yeah, Mulder's the sister, Cancer mm-hmm. Man, and yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Well, basically, the whole conspiracy is to, you know, to sell Earth out to extraterrestrials. I never got the hang of what it was. Mm. Is that what they were doing there? Um, uh, pretty, pretty much so, but as to say, I think though it was very much like Spike Milligan. So they ended up going, "What are we going to do now?" Well, I mean, yeah. that was the trouble. I think the difference between X Files and uh, Babylon 5 and Buffy and to a certain extent Who yeah. is they have a year arc or a five year arc mm, that they stick yeah. to where X-Files was an ongoing thing and it's called we've got to keep this going so what next mm. layer can't we can't answer those questions because it will wrap up the series so we'll trundle a few more episode, uh, exposition on top yeah. Untempered schism. That was the word that confused the guy from the Daily Mirror. I've remembered. It's a podcast, isn't it? Mm. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Fake Keith has just had a moment of oh, blinding revelation. Just she's had, had a had crisis. A, she's had an yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say epiphany, but no crisis. <laughs> crisis is just as good. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't I make you happy? Yes, all the time, dear. Anyway, <laughs> crossing over into films. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Do you think it works? as well there obviously the Star Wars sto- mm. the Star Wars mm. original three I'm yeah. not even yeah. going to talk yeah. about the later three yeah. I do question whether Star Wars really has an arc. I suspect... I know George Lucas said he had it all written beforehand, but I don't believe it. Well, that's what... I think he made it up as he went along. (laughs) Yes, That's what the throat of Lucas was saying anyway, but I mean, it's a very tenuous arc anyway. The only way you can say that as an arc going is between episodes two and three. Not episodes two and three, episodes... Five and six. Five and six, sorry, yeah. The (laughs) renumbered... What is it? The new money, Star Wars. Yeah, there there are two distinct types of arc, really. Well, I suppose there's a spectrum. There's one where they have no idea. It's yeah. retroactive with yeah. continuity. Mm, yeah. They make it up as they go along, which is what you suspect happens in things like Star Trek, yeah. where yeah. they come back to ideas, but they build upon them. They don't have mm. a yeah, clear they, idea where they, they, they go. Yeah, they may have left a few plot thread hanging, but they yeah. didn't actually know how to wrap and it up. And it may not even yeah. be the same writers coming back. Yeah. Whereas on the other end of the spectrum, you've got Babylon 5, which is entirely pre-written. The only yeah. things mm. which changed were because of cast. Yeah, yeah, real yeah, life got in the real way. Real life gets in the way. Yeah. And then Doctor is probably towards that end, modern Doctor. With modern Moffat. Doctor. I don't know, though. I think I disagree with you on that point for, with a River Songs arc, because yeah. I really don't believe for a minute that when Stephen Moffat wrote, created River Song, yeah, he had plans for her to be the daughter of a future companion. I don't know. I think he created Amy around River I'm, later I'm just, on. Could, when, could when he wrote Silence in the Library, did he... He know he was going to be. He found out around about that time. Yeah, it, I don't know what 
point he was at in writing it. But even if he did, and even if he'd got an idea for this character, he couldn't know how an actress he'd never met yet was going to work out whether or not she was going to be around for two years. I think more that he created the character of Amy around River. Possibly, yeah. Which is why it was so easy to work out. He was bending the character around the plot. (laughs) Yeah, he could have been bending the character around the story arc. Mm. But the the thing is, the connotations that you pointed with uh, Key to Time, only really the first episode of each story and the last episode of each story, of each individual story, concerned the key to time. The bits in the middle, it was merely the MacGuffin that that got them to do stuff. You know, it may have been because I was younger, but I thought that worked fine. I knew what they were there for. I knew they had to find this bit of the key to time. uh, But it didn't, it it wouldn't have mattered if I'd missed, like you said, the first episode of the story. I'd have still understood everything that was going on in the rest of the story. It harks back to what I was saying with the 22 episodes via 13. Mm. How long was the season? How many episodes all told? Well, yeah, Mm. but the episodes were shorter. The episodes were shorter, but it was spread over a vast time. And you didn't have, say, episode one of, I don't know, argument's sake, Stones of Blood. Mm. They mentioned the key to time. Episode two of Stones of Blood, they didn't mention it. Episode three, they didn't mention it. And then it's mentioned again in episode four. Which, Mm. and it worked fine. I honestly do think that that's, in many cases, it's a simpler and better way of doing it. I admit that's a generalisation. What do you call an arc? Is that really an arc? Or is that just extra motivation during a particular... No, I think it counts as an arc. If um, they're going from one story to another with the particular task of connecting the stories together to collect, well, in mm. the end, this key to time in. Yeah, mm. that it counts as a simplistic arc. Does mm. Trial of a Time Lord count as an arc? You ha- it's a bit well, more strong as you have... Yes, that one's... Back and forth to the Yeah, exactly, the but that counts as an arc because it's linked together by the trial. It's... Yeah. Well, on, yeah, so, on, like you said, there's so many different ways of looking at an arc. On the, on the flip side, you've got Keys of Marinus, which is a four-episode story, but each episode is different, and the only linking thing is finding the key to the robot, uh, mm. the, the justice machine, Marinus. So that is a, <laughs> that is exactly the same as Key to Time, but only it's one story. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. that, four that, different that, episodes. I wouldn't count that at all simply because it's one story. I, I know, I, I know it's one story, but it is unlike same idea. It's, it's the, the same idea. Story, it's, but it's, it's just unlike, a single it's reduced, story, reduced so... right down. because yeah. each yeah. each particular episode of this story was new cast, new characters, new background. I mean, going back to Babylon Five, the overriding story arc of that was the uh, oncoming Shadow War. But yeah. I mean, oh, I would say, I mean, sort of, there were numerous sort of arcs, you know, sort of involving various characters, you know, sort of some, oh, yeah. you know, some to a greater extent than others. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay, sort of, sort of Sheridan, he's could almost say he's ascent to godhood. I mean, uh, Londo, sort of his uh, sort of fall from grace and basically his fall from sanity, more or less. Yeah, it wasn't just a story arc; it was mm. character arcs. Oh, yeah, yeah character arcs as well, it, very it, much. Well, so, yeah, yeah. We, we had quite a few different threads. To a certain extent, Buffy, to a very great extent, who just had the one thread, the one arc running through it. But Babylon Five, you had multiple mm. different mm. arcs yeah, and different threads running is, through. are we in danger there of calling something an arc when it is just simply story development or character development there's no arc there at all <laughs> yes and no I see where you're coming from but this was worked out 
inspire Straczynski oh, to yeah, happen. Oh, yeah, I agree with what you're yeah. saying regarding Babylon 5. Yeah. But you could look at the development of a character and say, oh, yeah, that's an arc, when, in fact, it's just, for a change, decent writing and decent character development. It depends whether it's consistent. Mm. Yeah, a lot of, particularly American programmes, which are episodic in nature, you can, like most Star Trek, you can swap the episodes around. Oh, completely. And mm-hmm. yeah. You oh, couldn't yeah. tell mm. they're in a different order than they're mm-hmm. intended. Yeah, the, yeah. the reset button. The characters don't yeah. change over seven years. The situation yeah. doesn't change. Nothing changes. Yeah. So that's the opposite. There's definitely no arc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though they do have ongoing storylines. Yeah. 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 Luckily, these days, that sort of situation seems to be reserved mm. yeah. for comedies. Yeah, but there again, when, when you go back to uh, Star Trek, I mean, especially in the case of... Uh, uh, DS9. There was the um, the war with the uh, Dominion. Yeah. yeah, DS9 was getting mm, more. That yeah. was very influenced by Babylon 5. That mm. was very influenced. Well, but yeah. again, mm. they, you, you had more character development with Babylon 5 because they weren't going anywhere. They were, I don't want to say stuck there, but they were always in the same area, mm-hmm. always the same characters. Mm. Whereas uh, Next Gen, Voyager and Enterprise, they kept going to a new sector of space or a new area mm. of space. Mm. For, yeah, for next week's new, adventure. Yeah, for next yeah. week's yeah. adventure. Mm-hmm. Obviously that had benefits because people just jump in any time they know the basic situation they don't need to know what happened last week or even last year they yeah. Carry on yeah. where something like Babylon 5 got increasingly difficult for the average viewer to get into See, this was the risk this is what I think happened with the last series of uh, Doctor, Doctor Who, Who yeah, um, a couple of the counsellors bless them who tried to watch it from beginning to end and they'd missed an episode and were completely thrown they weren't entirely sure what was going on or you know certain things were um confusing them mm, mm. they hadn't been long term Doctor Who fans so they weren't au fait with everything that was happening and they just found the series mm, too com- much like hard work confusing, when yeah. really it should be a piece of Saturday Saturday evening mm-hmm. fluff yeah I do think particularly the first opening two-parter was a slight misstep I, I think it was too difficult to get into even for Who fans there were too many things thrown at you nothing yeah. answered really yeah. funnily enough though people I've spoken to with children of about 9, 10, 11. The kids loved it. They mm. didn't care that some bits didn't make sense. They yeah. loved every part of yeah, it, all I, the different I think things that happened. Certainly with Who, I think that is something we are missing, is the fact that it's no longer aimed for us. It's no, still exactly. meant to be the eight-year-old. This is a, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Oh, I, oh, you can I, say that, but you, you said the kids don't really mind if they don't understand the story. They're just in there for the, the frights, the spectacle of it all, the fun of it all. Yeah. But then why have they, why has Moffat put all this story into it? That's for us. Because he's still a little boy. At home. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, in in summing up, the essence of a good story arc is not to make the series too episodic and uh, not to have it so com- uh, convoluted that if the casual viewer was to come in sort of halfway, you know, sort of halfway through a series, they'd be completely lost and they wouldn't watch the series again. Yeah, keep it simple, keep it clever, mm-hmm. <laughs> but not too clever. going to get arrested on Saturday. <laughs> He's going to touch Karen Gillan in an inappropriate way. <laughs> She's going to call for security. <laughs> then we'll kick him in the knee. I will and ask... we'll be called to bail him out. <laughs> we'll say no. I'm going to ask you if she's going to hold my head. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> oh, speaking of heads... Oh, 
Oh, oh. we haven't said hello to the head, head of, of Pertwee. Pertwee. Hello, oh, head, head of Pertwee. Pertwee. Hello, hello, hello cardboard, cardboard Amy. Amy. Various kinkly mm. pose Kinkly, kinkly. <laughs> oh, we've got a new person to... Oh, hello, Graham. 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 And we've got yes. a new person mm. to say hello to. We have, are we? Hello, little plastic Amelia. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Multiple yeah. plastic Amelias. Little unboxed. Oh, yes. Little Amelia Pond. Little Amelia. In a duffel coat. Actually, no, no, no. I don't think it is Amelia. I don't think it is Amelia Pond. I think it is little Adam Purcell from Comic Con. From from Gallifrey. (laughs) Uncanny. We've got a file for people like him at Mm. work. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the X file, but the first word isn't X. Anyway, um, you you do get this um, convoluted thing on arcs, but if you watch it long enough you do get a, a nerd no a nerdgasm okay yeah, yeah. You, you do you do get a nerdgasm for various things jigsaw pe- uh, jigsaw pieces comes together and oh, you, yeah, you click so. what they're on about like the um the the footage of the two girls watching yeah um how the master no yes, no uh, uh, dirt, dirt Jacobi, utopia with, utopia yeah. utopia that, that's that, whoogasm that was that, that well, if no, you, a nerdgasm yeah, yeah. if you if you get thing. the chance go on youtube and type in whogasm just to see these two Two Irish girls? What think they were? Well, yeah, maybe, I think there were, I think there are two Irish girls literally going over the top. Well, I think it's, pro- it's probably <laughs> no what way. I was doing. But anyway, but the best way <laughs> I can <laughs> describe <laughs> it is um, one of the ones is Babylon Five when Sheridan jumps into the pit. You see him fall, disappear, jump, and die. Yeah. Jump now! And you think that is it. It's all over. Uh, he's dead. And then and the beginning. He would die. Yeah. Mm. And then the beginning of the next season, you have that. Re- scene replayed again with Lauren. Lauren? Lauren? Lauren. Lauren yes. saying, Is there anything there for you to live for? Is there anything there for you to go back to? And as he jumps, you hear <clears throat> Delenn say, If you fall, I will catch you. Mm-hmm. And that line and scene came halfway in third series. It was just a throwaway line that meant nothing. But oh, yeah. It's when all these jigsaw pieces mm-hmm. come together and you sit there and go, You utter. Uh, that was uh, falling to apotheosis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the good thing about B5 is we were, when it was on, first time round, we were there trying to work out what was going yeah. on. There were so many yeah. clues, and we didn't get most of it, but looking back at it, we should well, have done and it. Another thing I have to compare, which I thought was wonderful with B5, is after every episode was aired, certainly, I know it was an American show, but after every episode was aired in, the, here mm, the uh, aired in the UK, Straczynski went online. He did. And yeah, you could yeah. ask him questions mm. and, yeah. and sort of things, which I would wish Moffat or RTD would have done. Thing they've is, withdrawn from the internet. Yeah, yeah. They, they've run from the, it. The um, ba- Babylon 5 fan community seems to be a lot more tolerant than some of the extremes you get in the Doctor Who I fan community. And was... I don't blame Stephen Moffat oh, or Rusty no, yeah. for, for withdrawing from no, the forums, because well, I just wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't want that kind of hassle. Yeah. Well, that is, that is the thing with fans. It attracts so many, as you say, sort of factions. Yeah, Um, Five was quite a. Seemed to be an intelligent bunch. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, that was it with Babylon Five. Yes, there was a couple of bum episodes. Yes, there were episodes that weren't inspired. Because because it was linked in such a strong arc, you knew something better was coming down the pipe. Mm. And even the rubbish episodes often had something in there which you might not realise at first, but Uh, did refer to the arc. Did build on something. Mm. This is the question: Why, listening to you talk, you're very tolerant of um, how you weren't 
weren't aware of what was going on in Babylon 5 and then after it's finished it's oh yeah that was clever that was clever yeah. but we don't seem to have the same level of tolerance for the last series of Doctor Who where things were said that you may not have understood till later in the series Babylon 5 you got answers as it went along it, it wasn't a case of leaving it all to the end mm. as it was with something like Lost it did build upon it it did all seem logical it did feel organic and real even though it was all written whereas Doctor Who just feels confusing that's the difference mm. that is the main and difference and perhaps that is because as we said there just wasn't enough time Maybe. Yeah. if he'd been given 26 episodes yeah, it could have really gone that's to town I, I don't think the story arcs or the season arcs are given enough time to breathe looking back to Russell T and I loved Russell T writing I, th- I still I don't mean to diss Russell T I, I loved what he did and he brought the season back and whatever oh he's a great but, producer but we didn't have an arc per se we had a name that was weaved into on the first season mm. or in latter seasons hammered home that only comes to fruition in the last episode or the last two episodes see I didn't mind the Bad Wolf I understand what yeah, you're saying about it no, being hammered in Bad, bad Wolf was okay because that seemed mm. to be weaved in naturally yeah. but it was the it was Torchwood new. oh yeah. right, right 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 with you Torchwood was a bit extreme trying to get the, he, obviously he was mm. onto winning formula he yeah. with Bad Wolf yeah, he wanted he to try to re- recur it so yeah. he had, had the Torchwood I think he should have mistake. left that at Tooth and Claw this is where Torchwood yeah. comes from yes. leave mm. it alone yeah. but the Bad yeah. Wolf I thought was very well done oh yeah yeah. I'm not knocking the first one I'm not knocking Bad Wolf I mean, it I worked think so well with, um, it was the first. I think with this season of Doctor Who, I mean, it's very much a four-dimensional uh, story arc. I mean, obviously, with the first episode, yeah. I mean, the culmination, it will come back upon itself. Yeah. The reason why the, the doc- we saw the Doctor killed in the first episode. My other problem with the season arc of season six of Doctor Who is the revelations as they've come, the few answers we've got, have just been too predictable. Yeah, we had um, we had lots of theories um, in earlier podcasts. Once we, we pretty much worked out what was going to happen, we had lots of theories that perhaps this was the calm before the storm you know would be it would be revealed that um river is amy's yeah. daughter etc yeah. etc and later on there'll be this huge revelation that none of us saw coming but that doesn't seem to have happened, Hasn't happened and that's yet. why it was so disappointing again one of the best buzzes it was a it was a little mini art but one of the best buzzes i had from who was a uh, keeper of Traken that i worked out the tree mass or the melka was the master mm. but admittedly i worked it out about 10 minutes before it was mentioned on the screen uh-huh. yeah. i just managed to pip them to the post and it's <laughs> the sudden adrenaline rush of hang on a minute but that's that's <laughs> the equivalent of that that who gas yeah the who yeah. yeah. out yeah. oh my god it's the master yeah. maybe we're selling a bit short season six we haven't seen the last yeah half we haven't yet. seen mm. it all mm. yeah so maybe there are many great revelations and we'll be really surprised we should we go back and think oh we should have seen that coming yeah. and we haven't i hope so we, we, we shall really have do. an apology on the podcast if we're... we will we <laughs> yeah. will apologise to the vast toffee yes but Amen. I must admit I do hope that next year it all starts again we wrap up all this stuff with the silence mm. and crack and all this stuff that's all said and gone brand new stuff Start well again. it's going to be it'll be a brand new companion so. certainly yeah, yeah if yeah. it's, a, if oh, it's yeah. a new companion then certainly I don't think there's to... any if about it I don't yeah. see how they I, ca- I, I don't see how they can keep Amy and Rory now I, uh, well it's just said the, uh, the filming well we don't know now they've delayed yeah it's true, true. Mm. Delayed filming, but... he's rubbing his chin in thoughtful <laughs> exposition <laughs> 
<laughs> Are you going to wear that shirt when you go and see Karen Gillan? Because it's really going to clash with her hair. <laughs> I'm wearing that shirt over there. You're wearing that shirt. <laughs> that sweat-stained <laughs> shirt with the odd-looking pockets and, and the strange and the strange stains. Mm. Yes, the strange brand new shirt. Fifty pound bag. Oh, you've got to be some sort of weirdo to spend that money on a shirt. On a shirt. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Paul Smith, a blue Paul Smith shirt. Lovely. Ooh, you can get 150 of those from Primark. <laughs> <laughs> that money. Um, while we're while we're sort of running down the clock, I yeah. think we should say a big hi to everyone who was at Hyde Park on Saturday oh, mm, for the flashing in the park, including Galishon <laughs> and his deck chair of a shirt. Oh God, that oh. was. I mean, you could I'm see that at, from space. I'm looking at Adam's. What is it? 150 pound Paul Smith, Paul Smith, Smith shirt yeah. Yeah. that you know you could you could use it to mop things up with but <laughs> it's positively wonderful compared to the thing that tony was wearing i, I, I have to mention the shirt did look like a rainbow it and did. i don't want to know where he's hidden his lucky charms well you didn't see him sit down <laughs> no, because exactly. those shorts exactly. were very baggy no no, no so we don't want to know that it's hello to reese yep. and dave yep. and lilibet yep. and tim yep. and win win yep bob sacred bob sacred bob creased bob <laughs> and don't Leslie for- and don't forget Joe and Joe we had a thoroughly good time oh yes and it was nice to see you all and a big thank you to Dean for getting the uh, Amelia uh, Pond figure for me <laughs> yep, yep. Chris Amelia we've Pond. got Chris Chris, and, Chris. And, and Lee there were, there were lots of people lots there of, yeah. it was sunny people, there was ice cream Alistair 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 ah oh, yes Alistair who should now be known by the way as the master of Doctor Who top trumps oh yes ah. for <laughs> he was victorious he played a cunning game <laughs> Trying to pretended lose. to lose at the beginning and then realised no I can beat these fools and he did you're trying to tell me you snatched defeat from the jaws of victory I did uh. he, he vanquished me he's just too good at top trumps that's my wife <laughs> so he can add that to his list of many talents <laughs> You've been writing to us, you lovely, 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 lovely people. Thank you, lovely Thank people. You. Thank you. Thank and you. you've been keeping Thank it below you. a thousand Thank words, you. for Thank which you. we're grateful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yep, yep. Who have we heard from first, El Presidente? Well, not a bit of feedback as such, but a little ident that somebody may have heard of. See if you can work out who it is. Okay. Staggering stories featuring the head of John Pertwee. John Pertwee. <laughs> I wonder who he was. John Pertwee. No. Never heard of him, but the story's staggering. (laughs) (laughs) Talented Tombo. Deranged mad as a fox. Did an intro for us. Yes. Brilliant. Thanks to Tony for arranging that one. We love you, Tombo. Oh, excellent. <laughs> we're sorry we mocked your shirt, Tony. <laughs> we take it back. No, we're not sorry we mocked no, your shirt. Really. It was bloody the, awful. The shirt mocked itself. It did, yeah. But thank yeah, you for that. That thank was very you. sweet. Yes. No, thank you. Andy just did the equivalent of what the entire female population did when Rory came into shock carrying the baby. Yeah. I, think he, I think he actually ovulated. Patrick. <laughs> 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 Are you sitting in the crisis chair? <laughs> 
I hate to think. Orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, we've heard from Stephen K. Yo, Stevie. Hello, Stevie. Stephen says, Greetings, staggering stories team and El Presidente's assorted minions. <laughs> I've been a long-time listener and once attempted to send you feedback but foolishly sent the email to the wrong address. Yes, my dad got that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 42 years old and I'm still grounded. <laughs> you would think that after hearing... Show at... Staggering stories dot net for over 100 episodes <laughs> that I would be able to remember the address. We but alas, that. there is only so much information I can retain from week to week, and the dot net just didn't make the cut. Oh, dear. I have now committed it to memory and hope to never fail you again. I think dot so. Not com or co uk or org or is anything he committed like that. To memory or xxx. That's Pardon? The, that's the other side. <laughs> this past week. Will you stop it? Are you still ovulating? <laughs> this past week, I finally listened to your Gallifrey show and felt inspired to try writing again. I have wondered in the past if many podcasters find community at Gallifrey because they are a voice in the Doctor Who community. And while this description certainly fits the Staggering Stories team, you always feel so much more down to earth. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. You've called gutter, us common. We, we, yeah, common. You call us common and you expect down, me to read down, calm, the rest down, calm, of your letter. Remember you Spain's? Have I got to read the letter? Afraid so. Okay. Nicely. Hearing about your experiences made me feel as if I could truly make a few friends in the Doctor Who community, even if they are long distance. And I just shouted at you, I feel really bad. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the Doctor Who fans I know are ones that I have indoctrinated to the show. (laughs) Many of them are new Who fans only. (laughs) I'm reading Stephen's letter. Sorry, Stephen. Anyway, in attempt to keep this short, I would just say thanks for all the hard work that goes into your podcast. You keep me entertained on those late nights at work. Thanks. <laughs> P.S. Uh, okay, shameless plug. Uh, okay. I've been maintaining a blog called The Edwardian Adventurer. My yeah. goal is to watch every episode of Doctor Who in broadcast order simply because I've never done it before. It has also given me an excuse for spending massive amounts of money on Doctor <laughs> Who DVDs. Okay, not that I needed much of an excuse to begin with, but it helps me justify it to my wife. My hope is <laughs> yes. to cover more than just Doctor Who as I wait for the gunfighters to be released in North America, I am turning my attention to Lost. Anyway, I would appreciate the free plug, and if the plug isn't free, then I hope my soul is in good hands. <laughs> the, the address is... We'll put the address on the site. It's yep. a huh, a tuh, a tuh, and a puh. <laughs> Two dotty things and a couple of slidey lines. Then lots of other letters with <laughs> dot com at the end. <laughs> not right. net. We will mm, not no, net. not, not net. net. No, no. We will put Never that net. up on the site. We will. Thanks again, Stephen K. Thank, Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. Stephen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gallifrey, great, great place to. Oh yes, they were really very friendly, much so. Yeah, great place for a first mm. con. We have one here from Benjamin. Yo, hello, Benji. He says, hello, Staggering Stories videogram team and the head of Ron Moody. Okay. <laughs> Been very busy, so I don't have time to write a proper long piece of feedback. Maybe next time. <laughs> By the way, I've got an idea for a new Mr. Cyberman story. Oh, Lord. Mr. Cyberman. I'll see if I can fit it in this month. Cheers. Okay. Benjamin Elliott. Thank yes. you, Benji. Thank you, Benji. Is that a dimension rift flying around the internet? That's <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. Benjamin's on the happy beans. Okay. I have one here from our old friend. Oh. Which one? Mr. M. M. Right. If there's one exclamation mark in there, <laughs> Hang on. you're Hang just on. a... Th- 
throw it on the floor. No, no I'm being told off because I did that last time. Oh, are you? Yes, there is one. <laughs> is it correctly used? Oh, I don't know. Oh, God, why well, am I asking know. you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go on, read right. Mr. M's okay. letter. Hello, team. Hello, it's Mr. M. Mr. M. Hello, Mr. M. I seem to have resurrected the 30-second recommendations. Hee-hee! <laughs> <laughs> OK. Pottermore, then. Sounded good. I'm so excited. I am a huge Harry Potter fan! Exclamation mark. That was an exclamation mark. That was. I even won a competition to get a copy of The Order of the Phoenix when I was about six! Oh, wow. You rip his letter up now just for saying that he was six. That wasn't that long ago, was it? Yeah, what, are you five? (laughs) I should have gone the other way with that and said, what are you, seven? That would have made much more sense. Now, there are so many things I want to review, but as I tend to natter on, (laughs) I had an idea when I woke up in the middle of the night, my first thought was Karen Gillan, but then it hit me. (laughs) Why don't you choose for me? You're making up your own jokes over there. There's so, cloud on my tablet. Would you like to, me to review Misfits season one or Primeval season four? Misfits, Primeval. ignore him. I've said Misfits five times by the time he got the word Primeval out. <laughs> I was saying it at cutter speed. So you're right. Could we stick Even that up and stick that up on the site? And if he sends it in, we'll stick it up on the site and maybe do a few edited highlights or whatever. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. In fact, it's one I would like to talk about ourselves so maybe yeah no, i think i think we should anyway yeah. this is where i get told off oh. staggering stories 109 Uh-oh. yes i do natter on oh. so in fact why did you not bother reading the rest of my letter <laughs> out <laughs> well let me let me explain it uh, was it, 11 o'clock at night <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it was my decision it was i think four pages long we had a hard day at work and as my partner there just mentioned partner <laughs> oh i see oh I know where this right, is no, going. No, no. no, I don't want to be as, your wife anymore. As no. the light of my life, no, too late, the centre of my universe, the reason for being <laughs> mentioned, it was something like 11.30 and it was right at the end of the day. And I just wanted to go home. Otherwise, it was a lovely letter. Thank it was, you. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was, had nuances that I couldn't express by mere words you mean alone. Spelling mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. But thank you, thank Mr. you, Mr. M. M. You are darling. You. I apologise most humbly and completely and Stop utterly. Stop grovelling. Sorry. Rich, we have one here from Bob. Yo, Priest is that, Bob. Is that uh, sacred, sacred Bob? Sacred Bob. Sacred Bob. Sacred Bob. Dear Staggering Stories team and the head of Pertwee. First off, well done on your last episode. I brilliant listen as always. I really liked your section on Primeval Series 1. I have to say I like Primeval. I was one of the few people who actually liked the first season, it seems. Hey. <laughs> I so we it, found two. Back in your cage. <laughs> I think its main problem was that it was billed by ITV as the rival to Doctor Who. Yeah. When it really wasn't. It never was intended to be. It was even aired specifically during Doctor Who's off season. Granted, it doesn't have the same level of detail to its stories as other programmes, but it was basically a good bit of Saturday tea time family fun with dinosaurs mm-hmm. yep. yeah, and cousin. And I can dinosaurs. say that I even used to eat my tea while watching <laughs> <laughs> I also managed to get to the Doctor Experience this weekend oh yes I yes. now know what Ebony Down South has been raving about it's good yep. isn't it mm-hmm. yeah. And Woo-hoo. I can say that none of you are wrong either. We know. Mainly as spoiler-free as possible, it was absolutely fascinating. Yes, there is my review of it on the uh, on the website properly. Mm-hmm. It's a very good one, too. Yeah. 
It was wonderful to see all the props from the shows past and present. My favourite being the Kettlewell robot. Oh, yes. Yes. Mm, yes. The actual experience was fantastic as well. It was amazing how some of the effects were achieved, and there is a fairly obvious part, which for sake of spoilers I will not mention, that is a Who fan I shall treasure forever. Ooh. I think oh, I know which one. Yes. Yes. I think I know which one. <laughs> Sniffing the pen. No, uh, that, no. No, no, that was just no. you. Oh, was it? <laughs> <laughs> this is a family podcast. <laughs> it was once. Mm, yeah. It was wonderful to see most of you at Flash. Blade at the Flashing in the Park picnic. Flashing and Crumbly was sorely missed. We should have bought the cardboard one. Yeah. We should have done, didn't think of it, didn't we? Getting hugged by the real Keith was once more a novel experience. <laughs> he <laughs> does <laughs> that to everyone. <laughs> Meeting fake Keith for the first time was wonderful. Yeah, it was wonderful to meet you too. You give good hug. <laughs> a good hug, yeah. He does. <laughs> Unless you were a squirrel. <laughs> ah, yes. And that was as, unfortunate. And as always, it was Red brilliant to hail El Presidente in person. <laughs> the Adipo stress toy that I bought from the experience was a surprise <laughs> hit. Right. Well, the game of pass the adipose catch on, I wonder. He let me open his adipose. Yes. He was a virgin adipose till I got my hands on him. <laughs> yeah, you put your <laughs> Manipulated him. Yes. Yeah. Squeezed him. And it still isn't a strangle toy. By the way, I've decided to call Fumbled him Tim. 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 Why if you, Tim? If yours is called Graham and mine is called yes, Tim, I need someone else to call theirs Bill. Bill. Bilbo. Goodies. Timbo, Bilbo and Greybags. Yep. Mm. Never has a game of Doctor Who top trumps been so competitive. <laughs> Or such a spectator sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fake Keith put up a valiant fight. I did. Ultimately lost to Alistair Locke, who was actually trying to lose. <laughs> Once more, the staggering story team proving they can snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Yeah. <laughs> Past masters of that. The phrase, always let Dorky win, will now have a totally different <laughs> meaning. <laughs> and finally, team, your dastardly plot for podcast dominance using diabetes causing staggeringly chocolate brownies and caramel shortcakes has failed. Curses for I must say, they were delicious. <laughs> Compliments to the chef. Anyway, oh, I have to go now, as I don't want to make this email too long. What to be with you? Sacred Bob. P.S. Thank you, Bob. Oh, oh. Whatever happened to the barbershop quartet version of the Doc 2 theme? Yeah, you I, I was up for it. Down. I was up for it. I, I was, may I, have I, done I was, as far as... I was quite happily <laughs> sitting in the corner going, Widley, 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 Widley. Willy, 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 the reason for that being that four of us were wearing linen suits. Yeah, linen jackets. Yeah, they all turned up like the third, looking like the third man from Del Monte. Yeah, I was the man from Del Monte. We have one from JD. Yo, JD. I have to stop saying mm. yo. Yeah, you will do, because you know. sound a bit of a tit. I know. I know. Well, hello, everyone. I am alive! You've just fallen Crash. off a cliff. <laughs> yep. Yes, I'm back. Real life has gotten in the way in the shape of a girlfriend. <laughs> That's good oh, on no. you. That's Bad allowed. That man. Bad luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm here. Well, primeval. Mm. He said he hasn't thought that through because it now yeah. takes him out of the running to court Karen Gillan. Wow. If he's got himself a girlfriend, you know he can't go cheating mm. on her this quickly. I don't know. Silly you can always man. upgrade, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> You've just insulted the man's girlfriend. Oh, oh dear. Well, primeval. Mm. Mm. So, are we going to get an explanation of how Helen and Bashir met? <clears throat> also, when are future predators coming back? Yes, we'll have to see a return of them. In the future. I saw the fanboy film Super 8. 
And all I have to say is this. Do not see this unless it's at a drive-in double feature (laughs) and you have something or someone to do. (laughs) (laughs) This movie is not worth your money and I I implore you to go see Green Lantern instead. Wow, it's Green Lantern. better than that. (laughs) Also, ha ha ha, we get talked with Miracle Day before you... you, (laughs) Damn you! No, 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 no. Please car impressions. <laughs> El Presidente, have you seen the article of Karen Gillan being seen half naked in New York? He's been talking seen about nothing else for a week. <laughs> seen the CT- CCTV? Uh, 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 uh. Also, just for Jean, hoping she is reading this. Oh, I love Matt Smith. <laughs> Did she Unfortunately, sa- Jean and her gossamer tones like the wings no. of angels from heaven cannot ha, be here. Her ha, ha, husky gossamer tones. Them as well. She's got a sore throat at the moment. She has. Mm. Yes. She's poorly sick. Mm, yes. yes. Have fun all. Remember, silence will fall, but stay tuned for Let's Kill Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Friend of the show, JD. Thank you, JD. Thank you, JD. Okay, Mr. M has written again. Oh, oh yeah. All I've, right. I've scanned through and there's oh, yeah. no exclamation marks. Okay. The spelling is more than competent. <laughs> sure, it's from there's Mr. M. There's far too much mentioning of Amy. Oh, oh okay, no, must be. Could be, but, yeah. Okay, we'll read it. Hello, team. Team. Hello, Mr. M. It is time. I am now going to re-review season 6A of Doctor Who and put them in a list of favourites. Oh, Oh. okay. Go on. At number 7, he's put The Rebel Flesh, 4 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. The start was good. Then I got bored. (laughs) Then I got confused. (laughs) Then it finished. Yeah. (laughs) At number 6, we have The Almost Interesting. (laughs) 6 out of 10. The start was good. Then I got a bit excited. (laughs) Then I got confused. (laughs) And then Amy melted. (laughs) (laughs) Number five, The Curse of the Pink Tights. Seven out of ten. There were some good bits. There were some bad bits. And I loved Amy's tights. (laughs) I just kept staring at them. Mm -hmm. I I don't think you actually watched the show itself. May have missed a few plot points just by looking at the legs. She did look good in that coat. Stop it. it. (laughs) Number four, The Doctor's Life. Eight out of ten. There were lots of good moments. Mm -hmm. There were no bad moments. I liked Idris. Rory died. Again. (laughs) Number three, A Good Man Goes on a Search for Pond. (laughs) Nine out of ten. There were some Cybermen. Mm -hmm. There were some lesbians. Yeah. Yeah. There were some ponds. Yeah. Number two, the impossible sp- Ashton Boil Spew Alright oh, I found a spelling mistake <laughs> oh, no Come on Unless I'm just pronouncing This non-English word wrong The impossible spoiler Nine out of ten What happened? <laughs> Quite. Number one The day of the What? Amy Moon Ten out of ten wow. Brilliant can't fault it. Looking at those legs, yes, <laughs> those pink tights and that short skirt, Mr. M. P.S. I'm still looking. <laughs> You're a pervert. <laughs> Get control of your hormones, boys. <laughs> okay, I have one here from the mysterious letter writer. Ooh. Ooh. We, we, ha- we hadn't actually included a name on the letter, but Adam is now looking up on his tablet, Tablet Wars. My tablet's better than yours, and bigger than yours, and stronger than yours, and prettier than yours, and it's got a cloud on it. And it's got a larger bezel. It's got a cloud. See, it's a pretty cloud where the weather goes. Oh, oh I've got those, I'm sure. No, you haven't. Mine's the only one with the pretty uh, uh, can, cloud, can... and it's got stars. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> yes. Can I read the letter, please? Oh. 
Great show. Love it. The good man that River kills. Could it be someone from history, like Churchill, or someone like that? Maybe to tie in with the up-and-coming 50th anniversary, it could be JFK. Ooh. Ooh. Could be, could be. Although, that would be in dodgy taste. <laughs> <laughs> although, arguably, in his personal life, he may not have been that much of a good man. Anyway, the <laughs> reason... <a> man. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I was writing was to see if any of you spotted the obvious mistake in the closing scene of A Good Man Goes to War. Go on. Just after the Doctor worked out who River is, he goes straight into the TARDIS, and then, a mere split second after he closes the door, the TARDIS dematerialises. Yeah. Are we to believe that in that split second, the Doctor has run all the way over to the console and operated it? How is it possible? Does he have Inspector Gadget arms? No, he just goes... Yeah, or he sonics. Mm. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Yeah, or could since, be. since she's been human, she knows what he wants. And certainly did. What he really, really wants. Yeah. No, no. It's obvious that this is for dramatic purposes. You couldn't have River, Amy, Rory, etc. standing around just waiting for him to leave, making inane chatter like, how's the weather been? Or have you heard the latest Ryan Giggs joke? <laughs> Before the TARDIS dematerialised. But it struck me that this happens a, in the heap of stories. And it also happens during the materialisation. The TARDIS lands and the door opens straight away. Now that I have noticed this, it's going to be annoying the hell out of me. Also, I'm from Australia, but I was in London over New Year. I have a gripe with an advert I saw many times on the tube for some poxy phone company. Could right. I just point out that we have very little control over the advertising contracts used mm. by London Underground? Fortunately. Before you shout at us. <laughs> I know it's six months later. Yes. But I still need to get this thing off my chest. Oh, yeah. Go on, then. The advert promoted some sort of phone deal, and it had the slogan, Struth, which were the asserting, asserted was Australian for rather good. Quite apart from the fact that no actual Australian, short of Alf Stewart from Home and Away, actually uses the word Struth, except for, uh, except for in an ironic fashion. It actually means, I don't believe this. Don't believe it. This phone company needs to do some more research before they deface the upper walls of London's <laughs> trains. I anyway. Think, I think Struth is a verbal contraction anyway. It's something like God's truth. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Keep up the good work. That was very can... good, actually. I I'd never heard that one before. <coughs> I'd, I'd heard <coughs> that Zounds was God's wounds. Sorry. Letter reading. Yes. You're very Sorry. intelligent. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm modest. <laughs> <laughs> On with the letter. Anyway, keep up the good work. Can you believe that you have reached 108 plus episodes Struth <laughs> have a nice day Jeez, Martin. Martin it was Martin thank you Martin thank you yes Martin can tell us how to pronounce Australian oh, sayings God, in the same way again. that Naya's no, teaching no, remember, us to speak, re, speak American no, can you remember the look on Naya's face when we tried that yes I know she cried for a while yes <laughs> no it's not Australian it's Strine it's what Strine 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 what's that pronounce Strine what is what is Australian oh <laughs> did you know that Daphne from Neighbours gave birth with a dungarees on. Ooh, Lots oh. of people noticed that. <coughs> how, how, did they, <laughs> how did they get the kid out there? Well, this is what we were wondering. Pod. It was climb into the patch no, 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 That might have been what it <laughs> we was. We are doing a podcast here. This was 1987, yeah. so, you know. I cried when Charlene and Scott got married. So did I. It was really hmm. pretty, wasn't it? Tried never and did you, you got a gun. Did you see EastEnders? Can, can I have a gun? Oh, EastEnders, yeah. With no. Michael Moon. What a tit. Please don't oh, hurt no. us. Please don't hurt us. No, Please no, no. Please don't, don't turn on Oh, <laughs> 
we're sorry. Right, shall we uh, uh, do the end of the podcast? Yeah. Just us? Yeah, let them watch our way over in the corner. (laughs) We've stopped. Yes. And so, dear listeners, this brings us to the end of yet another podcast. But never fear, we'll be back very soon with more of the same. Yes, more fun frivolity and jollity, more news and reviews, more who old who and new. And yes, talk And talk yeah. yes. So until that discombobulation of dismay and disaster and <laughs> dysentery rains <laughs> down upon us, this is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. Farewell. Goodbye. Caramel. You have been listening to the Stagmy Stories podcast, series one, number 110, featuring... Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fate Keith, and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker, and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers on the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this podcast is a Fate Keith production for www.staggeringstories.net. Yeah, thank you. Right, one last audio one, then we'll do the quick bit of video. I'm sorry to ask you this. This is for Staggering Stories. However... Um, the show with the head of Pertwee. They've actually got a latex head of Pertwee. <laughs> what happened to the real one? Well, <laughs> we're not sure. I quite. Well, I, I was one. going to suggest you do with it as you please, but um, I used to have the head of Pertwee. I exchanged it for something better. Can you see the joke? It's a bit weak. Yeah, well, I know. I mean, do, do you think? Um, would you think that might upset uh, his wife? <laughs> 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 You can't be certain about that. <laughs> We're talking about the director there. <laughs> I, I, you mean you know what she's listening to? Um, you Seb. Well, you what about his to... son, Sean? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I did say one time about um, about John Pertry, and, and there was a bit of a, a kickback, which was, uh, <laughs> I said, um, what was it? I said, um, oh, yeah, I said, you know, John was simply amazing. Do you know... That he never bought a drink yeah. in 29 yeah. years. People said, Did he not? I said, No, no. And some people say, That's the way to wriggle out of the responsibility. Some people say, <laughs> The night he died, he, he was having this terrible nightmare that he was in the BBC club and it was packed with hundreds of people. And suddenly he went like this Quiet, everyone, all the drinks are on me. <laughs> <laughs> and he absolutely died of fright. <laughs> <laughs> now, I thought it was, you know. Oh, True. Can't, can't get any worse than that. Well, no, 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 but I mean, anyway, anyway apparently, terrible, there, were, there was sobbing and gnashing of teeth. <laughs> and people saying, you know, it's desperate, bad. Okay, well, in that mm-hmm. case, just staggering stories then, please. Staggering stories? Yeah. But I mean, we've got to say, staggering stories. Well, the, the running gag with them is this head of Pertwee, so. Um, well, I mean, staggering stories featuring the head of John Pertwee. <laughs> hey, Lauren. Stag- Staggering stories featuring the head of John Pertwee. John Pertwee? I wonder who he was. <laughs> John Pertwee. Uh, never heard of him, but the story's staggering. <laughs> Louis Walsh, Louis Walsh went to wash his hands. Louis Walsh, Louis Walsh with a handsome man. Our Louis, he's not gay. At least that's what they say. Louis Walsh, Louis Walsh, Louis Walsh. And he's got no hair. Allegedly. This means that those of us in the UK will be getting it. Will you stop writing that we'll be getting it? (laughs) 
Can we hope? <laughs> Receiving that it? That sentence doesn't even make sense. This means that those of us in the UK will be getting it la- Oh, last of the four. All oh, right. I'll start that again. <laughs> I'll look on my tablet. Oh, God. She's got a new toy. Got a new toy. They're going to go fighting now. There's going to there's going to be a tablet duel, technology wars. Yeah, mm. mine's bigger than his. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've and just longer. <laughs> you've got a larger bezel. Oh, I just. <laughs>